Welcome to Research Recap, our research podcast on Making Sense, the hub for J.P. Morgan Corporate and Investment Bank podcasts. In each episode of Research Recap, we'll bring you the latest industry analysis and research insights from our team of award-winning experts. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Briggs Barton, Consumer Sector Specialist here at J.P. Morgan. I'm here with Carla Casella, who heads up our U.S. fixed income research across consumer products, food and retail. We're going to be discussing recent trends into Halloween and how this might set the stage for the rest of the holiday season. Very excited to have Carla here. Carla, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me, Briggs. I'm glad to be here. I'll kick it off with a softball question. What is your favorite Halloween candy? I would have to say Reese's because anything with peanut butter in it, if you could just give me a squeezy tube of peanut butter, I'd be happy, but I'll take it in a Reese's form. I wish either one of us had a more contrarian answer, but I have to say my favorite candy is Skittles. Taste the rainbow. (laughs) I guess to kick us off here, the National Retail Federation is forecasting record high Halloween spending in the U.S. of $12.2 billion, up 15% year on year. They're also forecasted to be a record number of participants, around three quarters of Americans participating. Could we start by maybe taking a step back and framing the broader U.S. consumer backdrop, the relevance of Halloween, and then talk a bit about the setup for consumer spending in Halloween and into the holidays? Sure. Great. So I'll start with those numbers out there for Halloween. Those are very strong numbers. And it does give us a good read on where the consumer is right now. The consumer may be being strained, but they're spending where they think it's necessary and where they want to. Halloween, to put in perspective, is the biggest holiday behind Christmas in the United States. So many retailers are really trying to take advantage of this and get in front of those shoppers that want to buy their Halloween candy and much more. Great. And this year marked a change in consumer behavior with Halloween sales starting as early as the second quarter. What is driving this change in your view? Two big things. The first one is supply chain. The second one's opportunistic shelf stocking. So retailers have had three years now of really messy supply chain where they couldn't get enough goods in a timely manner from the Far East. And at times they didn't know what was coming in on the ships that they were getting. So it was really hard to stock the shelves. Not to mention that the costs for getting those goods were extraordinarily high. At the peak, shipping costs for containers were 15 times higher than pre-pandemic average. Not 15%, 15 times higher. So that just shows how much the demand and supply was out of balance. And it didn't really come back to historic levels until November of 22. So in 21, retailers were scrambling to get goods. In 22, they started holding safety stock because their warehouses were all gummed up by that safety stock. Now in 23, the supply chain's actually running smoothly, so retailers can have what they need. That allowed them to stock earlier. But they're also doing that opportunistically because the more you can sell earlier in the season, the more likely you are to sell it at full price. And to add on to that, if you don't sell your Halloween goods before Halloween, that day after Halloween becomes a field day for anyone looking for discounts on candy, costumes, or setting up for next year's Halloween. It's just not very good for retail margins. What retailers under your coverage are most exposed to Halloween spending and what are you seeing from them recently? 
I'd say everyone wants a piece of Halloween spending this year, probably even more so because Party City, who was a big Halloween seller, a big destination during the holiday season, went bankrupt in January. It came out in October, so it came out ready for the Halloween season. But in the meantime, I'd say a lot of other retailers have been trying to tip their toe in to take some of that share, be it in helium balloons, in costumes, in decor, to try and take that share away from those former Party City stores. But across my universe, food, drug, mass, all of those retailers are carrying candy, Halloween goods. You see more and more decor everywhere. Home goods, you're seeing it more. Home Depot called out their gigantic skeleton and how it was selling out. The craft stores deliberately pulled merchandise in stores earlier. So I think everyone wants a piece of the game. They know the consumers out there shopping for back to school and then right into Halloween, and they want to capture them whenever they have that at the front of their minds. It's going to be interesting seeing the varying trends on the corporate side. I think a number of companies have started to speak towards a more constructive posture on general merchandise relative to the last year and a half when we saw the big shift back to services from goods. Target adopted an incrementally more optimistic posture into the next quarter. Walmart has spoken up general merchandise trends. And it'll also be interesting to see if the dollar stores get any benefit from this, as they've certainly been destinations in the past for general merchandise around holidays. I would think so. And when the consumer is looking for value, we've definitely seen them traded down to Walmart. And I think the only reason we haven't seen that pronounced more in the dollar stores is because they were more exposed to the consumers that were hurt worst first. So their consumers were trading out before the other consumers were trading down. But I think we will see some of that. They definitely have plenty of Halloween goods. You can get all kinds of pumpkins at Dollar General and Dollar Tree. Great. And what are some other key trends shaping Halloween spending across different subsectors and consumer categories? I would say category expansion, if you wanted to put it in an easy phrase. So Halloween used to mean candy and costumes, but decor has grown steadily. And in my 20 years plus of covering retail, every year it seems to be more and more, but I'd say even in the last five years, a notable increase. So you probably see it in your neighborhood. I'm noticing a lot more of these huge animatronics across the New York City suburbs. More recently, we've seen a notable pickup in Halloween for pets. So the pet companies that I cover are carrying costume, toys, and treats. So when you're out buying your Halloween goods, make sure you buy treats for the kids, but also for the dogs that are going to come with the kids. Always got to take care of the dogs. So given you mentioned that Halloween spending is starting earlier, what do you think the implications are for the rest of the holiday season? Well, so Halloween and back to school are the closest spending time zones to holidays. So they are the best barometer and predictor for a holiday season, mostly just because of that proximity. But it does show us from what we're hearing so far as the consumer is spending. And we expect the holiday, I guess, to be not quite as good as Halloween, but not bad either. We're targeting a same-store sales growth of 2 to 4% over the holiday season. The reason we're not assuming 15%, like some of those early Halloween numbers are, are because as the consumer gets further and further along through the year, they are more strained. The savings are starting to dwindle more. So we're assuming that they're a little bit more conservative around the holiday shopping period, not quite as strong as Halloween. With inflation a lingering headwind and concerns also on excess savings being dwindled down, how are consumers approaching this holiday from a behavioral perspective? I think the consumer is definitely making choices 
where to go, when to spend. This summer, I'd say we saw a lot of consumers out traveling, going out. And as we transitioned in the back-to-school season, that turned into spending on seasonal goods for back-to-school, for the kids, and now to Halloween. So I do think we'll see this kind of share of wallets shift as consumers prioritize different spend. But they are spending, as I mentioned earlier, on holiday goods. So they view holiday and Halloween as kind of quasi-necessities. You can't not spend on those holidays. So we may see her pull back on shopping for herself or may go out one less time to prioritize shopping for her family, her pets, and her holiday decor. That said, there's no denying that the strains on the consumer aren't letting up. Savings is dwindling, student loan payments are resuming, and rates remain high for their borrowings on their credit cards, mortgages, and their car payments. So it's definitely a strain out there for the consumer. Our economists have some recently some good notes out there lately demonstrating that student loan headwinds may not be as bad as feared, and excess pandemic savings really haven't been fully exhausted and they may last into 24. So maybe it's a little bit better than we hope for the holiday. My fingers are crossed. I do agree that the consumer is definitely spending closer to events, and it's something that we've heard called out from a number of companies during earnings season. So I think it makes sense to anticipate a bit of a step down from a 15% growth rate from Halloween into the rest of the holiday season. We're probably going to see more trade down from consumers to private label areas. When you think about the staples category, that's a need category versus a want category. So it's going to be easier for the consumer to trade down to an unbranded product in that category if it saves them a few more dollars to buy their cousin a pair of sneakers or something like that. So I do think we'll be more in the realm of need-based spending, spending closer to events, and just consumers looking to find a deal anywhere they can. We've seen some data points recently that consumers have been very responsive to promotions. So I do think that's something to continue looking out for. And maybe just uh, summarizing the main points that we've discussed. So Halloween spending has started earlier in the year this year. That sets up well for gross margin outlooks for the various companies because they don't need to discount merchandise later into the Halloween season or the holiday season. And we do see sort of a behavioral shift in the sense that consumers are seeing the impacts of inflation on their budget and spending closer to events and looking for value deals. I totally agree. Thanks very much for the time, Carla. Very insightful. Thanks for having me. And thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Thanks for listening to Research Recap. If you've enjoyed this conversation, we hope you'll review, rate, and subscribe to J.P. Morgan's Making Sense to stay on top of the latest industry news and trends. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and YouTube. This communication is provided for information purposes only. Please read J.P. Morgan Research Reports related to its contents for more information, including important disclosures. Copyright 2023, J.P. Morgan Chase & Co., all rights reserved.